Hey, this is Janice Pettit, founder and CEO of the 10X Zone at the10xzone.com. And if you want to learn how to level up and be successful through masterminds, then you should listen to my good friend, Brandon Strasa with the Mastermind Effect podcast. You love to learn, grow, and improve yourself, but you're still not where you want to be? The right mastermind can be the ultimate secret weapon when it comes to personal development, but trying to find the one that's built for you isn't always easy. Welcome to the Mastermind Effect, the one and only show that focuses on helping you cut through the noise, invest in yourself, and move past your natural limits. This is everything you need to know about masterminds, brought to you by your host, Brandon Straza. Hey, hey, everyone. Today, we've got Janice Pettit, founder of 10X Zone and Thrive Mastermind. We get into the group mentality of what makes masterminds so powerful. Janice talks about how our business problems are really well-disguised personal problems and why you need to be comfortable with getting uncomfortable. If you're in the corporate atmosphere and want to find a way out, this one's for you. Check it out. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show where you know I believe the only way to unlock your potential is to tap into the experience of others. And today, to help us do this, we have got the founder of 10X Zone, Janice Pettit. Janice, welcome to the show. Thank you, Brandon. Fun to be here. I can't wait to see what we come up with today. Absolutely. Well, you're going to be the one coming up with the majority of it, (laughs) all the juicy nuggets. And when people realize all the value that you're bringing today and they say, hey, you know what? I want to reach out to Janice just to have a conversation or just, you know, whatever. They want to jam with you. What's the best way for them to find you either on social media or just reach out to you personally? Our website is the10xzone.com and that's the number 10, the10xzone.com. And they can find me on LinkedIn, Janice, J-A-N-I-S-P-E-T-T-I-T, Facebook. We have several groups on Facebook as well. Those are the two main social media sites where we interact with people. And uh, of course, on the website, they can contact me through our contact form and ask any questions and I'll personally respond. So those are probably the best places. Awesome. And they'll be in the show notes below and then the blog that we end up writing about this. So they'll be able to find you that way as well. So let's let's dive into it. Okay. Our ability to learn and have access to different people has really changed over the last five, 10 years. When we were younger, textbooks, teachers, friends, family, coworkers, but that's really just a sliver of what's possible. You know, you came from the corporate world and, and now you're in the shoes that you are today. How has your learning changed from your early years versus today? Well, for one thing, I've been an entrepreneur for 35 years. So actually, I never did have a corporate job. Before I started my first business in New York City, I was a performer. I was on Broadway. I did television. I toured and did all that kind of stuff. And so I learned early on in a very competitive industry how important marketing was and connections and relationships were. And when I first started my first business, this is back in the Middle Ages, Brandon, right? So we had no internet, right? The the ways that you marketed were networking, sending out mail, snail mail, or picking up the phone and calling people. That was it. That's all that was available. And so actually, I literally stumbled on, because I was searching for people that could teach me what I didn't know about how to be successful in my own business. I came from an entrepreneurial family, but I didn't necessarily learn that from them, right? And People I knew connected me with a few people who actually were able to give me advice and mentor me a little bit. 
And so that that is how I first was introduced to the idea of sharing ideas and mentoring and learning from people that knew more than I did, right? You know, I'm not talking about college or a formal education setting, but a setting where your success is dependent on learning from people that have already done it. Yeah, it's their experiences, exactly what we said when we when we, you know, entered the conversation. And what I meant to say was you have worked with people in, that have been from corporate America, not that you came from corporate Absolutely. America. As, as you started on the Merv Griffin show, I think around the age of 15. <laughs> yes, I've worked with lots of people in corporate America. And now a lot of the people that I work with, Brandon, have left corporate America and are starting their own businesses based on their expertise. Yeah. And that's that's the amazing thing when you can... They're getting burned out. Yeah. They're getting burned out on it. Yeah. You know, when you have to take someone else's marching orders versus what you're learning from other people's experiences, the outcomes can just be drastically different. The fulfillment and, and what you want to get out of it can just be drastically different. Absolutely. So... Yeah, absolutely. Going, you know, on the amount of information that we've out there and the people that we have access to, we've got more ways to take in information than ever before. Uh, some people look for mentors, accountability buddies, masterminds, coaching, online courses, lots of ways to learn. Who are you currently learning from? And more importantly, how did you find them? Very interesting. So I've done both, right? Because I've my business for the last 18 years has been coaching, consulting, and mentoring entrepreneurs, you know, the whole process of learning how to connect with those people and how to grow my business was largely what really helped me was the people that were that mentored me. So I've worked with really high level coaches and I've also been in in several masterminds. And over the years I've gotten to know colleagues who were more or less on the same level of success as I've been at that point and we've made a decision to mastermind together. Right? So currently there are a couple of gals that I've known for a number of years, and we really, really help each other. I'm at the point, Brandon, honestly, where, you know, I can retire tomorrow if I want to. The work I do now is because I'm passionate about it. And so I'm I'm picky about the people I decide to help. They have to be people that really have the potential to make a difference with their business and who are dedicated to taking the action steps to get there. I've run mastermind groups. I run a mastermind group right now for women entrepreneurs. And again, the requirement is you're really going to follow through on what you get out of this group. You're going to get great ideas. You're going to get support, both emotionally, spiritually, mentally. You're going to get the support. But if you don't do anything with it, then really it's not a good fit, right? Because masterminds, um, the, the idea of a mastermind is that you go there with challenges, you get ideas, you get support, you get solutions, you come up with a plan, you implement it and you move forward, right? Yeah. So that's pretty much been the goal, both in my personal mastermind that I'm part of, as well as the masterminds that I've run through the years. And the name of the mastermind that you've run through the years, is it also the 10X or what is the name of that mastermind? Well, so it's changed. You know, I've run a number of different masterminds. Our mastermind now is called Thrive. And it's for women entrepreneurs, not necessarily really at the startup phase, but a little further along the line that have experienced some success, but they're really wanting to jump up to that next level. And so over the years, some of the masterminds I've run have been very structured. So we've had a curriculum that we're going through, right? And we actually are in the learning process 
and we're all on, on the same track. All the members are on the same track. This mastermind that I currently run, really, we go in every week and it's pretty much an open mastermind. Everybody discusses their challenges, what they'd like input on from the group. And then occasionally I teach them a little bit about a subject that people are struggling with. Um, It might be something like, how do I get leads on LinkedIn or something like that? So there's a little bit of coaching and teaching involved, but for the most part, it's everybody sharing equally about what their issues are, what their challenges are, what their goals are, what they commit to doing, holding people accountable. That's always a big part of a mastermind. All the participants holding each other accountable, right? So I think that the a mastermind can be structured in a number of different ways, but ultimately the goal is to move forward faster than you would have without it. Yeah. And that's the big thing. It's the, it's the conglomerate. It's the overall symbiotic relationship that you're learning from all these other experiences. And they might be in a different industry, but the reality is they've probably already gone through something that you might need help with. And they can, they can help you look around that corner that you can't see. Yeah, absolutely. That's the power. And we'll get into a little bit more about the masterminds and what you've done with that here shortly. But let's, you know, talking about people that, you know, that have been through your mastermind or just in general that you've coached, a lot of people, they get stuck and they, we don't know how to sometimes execute what's in our head because it's like we're in the bushes and we can't see through the weeds to know what we should be doing. We're still going through a pandemic, which I feel is creating a reset in how we're able to accomplish things. How have masterminds helped you when you're looking to reset yourself and get unstuck? That's a really good question. So number one, I think all of us are in the same boat in that we can never see the forest for the trees, which is kind of what you just said. Mm -hmm. And okay, I thought we were stuck there for a minute. There we go. Can't see the forest for the trees. That's the first piece. The second thing is that human beings as a whole are resistant to change. Life is about constant change, and that's really hard to swallow sometimes. So I've had mastermind buddies call me out on, you know, a resistance to change something, and I've done the same with them. You know, I've heard people say, but but if I only just keep doing this again and again and again, batting my head against a wall until it's bleeding, you know, it's going to work eventually. Definition of insanity. <laughs> right. So it's very hard for us sometimes to know. Am I batting my head against a wall and doing something that's never going to work? Or am I just in the process of achieving the success and I just have to take more action steps and keep moving forward step at a time and it'll work? And I think masterminds are a great place where the other people are looking at you objectively and they're looking at your system without emotion. And they're able to say, this is what I see that you may not see because you're in the middle of it. So that's really, really important. So I think regarding COVID and this current situation, a lot of businesses are being forced to pivot. You know, I've done a couple of live virtual events on this topic, but sometimes you may be in a business that is forever changed by this situation in some way, maybe not totally, but partially. And if you're not willing to see opportunities, like for an example, Brandon, I have a client that's a successful, has a successful travel business, she and her husband. And I'm so impressed. She's in my mastermind with what they have done to keep money flowing into their business when travel is basically shut down. I'm just blown away. They did a, a complete pivot. Now their business will go back to normal and it's been very successful probably in a year or so. But for now, they've done some things that they can now incorporate into their business permanently 
that they wouldn't have thought of before. Yeah, that resets allowing them when things, you know, for the travel industry do, you know, go back to some form of normality, they'll have a higher return because they'll have implemented these other things, they'll have pivoted. Whereas they wouldn't, like you said, they wouldn't have had that opportunity without it. That's right. And and so this young woman was able to bring these ideas into the mastermind and brainstorm them and get feedback and help create a task list, right, with specific goals and then go after those goals and then report back on how that worked and get feedback. If you're just sitting there, you know, when you own your own business, you're just sitting there in a virtual bubble. And if you don't have anybody to talk to, bounce ideas off of, it's really tough. Yeah. It's a real lonely place to be. And everyone's like, oh, it's easy there. You know, you've, you can do what you want with when you want, with whom you want. But if you don't have that support system that you haven't built around you, you know, who, who are you? Like you said, who are you supposed to bounce those ideas? And that's why it's important to have those, those groups, those masterminds, those mentors, those accountability groups. So important. One of the big questions, and I'd be interested in getting your take on this too, is why don't more people join masterminds? Yeah, I think the reality is, is people don't know. I think that's part of it. So you're doing them a great service. But I've heard things like, well, I can't afford it. I don't want to share my private information because other people might talk about it. So they make all kinds of excuses. Um, it, the underlying issue is fear. And once they get past that fear and see the results that they're getting, then it really changes everything, changes everything. You know, my feeling is you can't afford not to. Yeah. You need to have a mentor of some sort, a mentor, a coach, or a mastermind, something to support you. Even to me, like say you're in a corporate job and say you're a manager, right? So I have a daughter, 25-year-old daughter, and she's kind of in a management position. And she calls me to brainstorm with me because she doesn't have anybody that's a peer at that point that she can brainstorm with who's not in her company, right? She doesn't want to talk about problems with somebody else in her company. I think that for, you know, if you're, say, in any kind of a management position, to be in a mastermind with managers from other companies where you can actually brainstorm in a private setting is a great idea. And you and I kind of talked about that a little bit on our pre-call a few, you know, about a month ago with what your daughter's doing and, you know, thinking about creating like that, something like that. And you make a good point. If you have a mindset, an abundant mindset and realize that any of your ideas really aren't proprietary at the end of the day, someone else is doing them, have that abundant mindset and realize that sharing these thoughts, sharing these questions and just sitting there saying, can you afford not to do it? What is it costing you not to actually have the coach, the mentor, the mastermind? I, I've done a solo show and part of it was, is what's it costing you not to actually go do that. And that's one of the reasons why we're building the success finder is so more people realize that they can have access to people like you and, you know, have access to what your daughter is thriving, not to use your own mastermind word, but she's really wanting that outside help. Mm -hmm. It can change how your personal life and your business life work hand in hand to it. So with masterminds being around for geez, longer than you and I put together, you know, from the apostles to Benjamin Franklin with the Leather Apron Club. And, you know, just this huge change I see in self-education going forward. Where do you see self-education versus standard education going over the next five, 10 years? So you're talking about 
college, basically. College, yeah. College versus yeah. The, the world of self-education, learning from other people's experiences. I can speak to this from a personal level. My daughter suffered some health issues in high school that made it really tough for her. Plus, her intelligence was off the charts, but she's got ADD, which is a common problem, right? A lot of entrepreneurs have ADHD or ADD. And she came to me when she was 18 and she said, Mom, I know you want me to go to college. You think I'm capable of it? I said, you're more than capable of it. She said, I just, uh, school doesn't work for me. She said, I don't want to waste your money. She said, I want to go out and be in the work world for a while. Then if at some point I want to go back, I'll be ready. I'll go back, right? And she ended up in an industry that's a growing industry. She makes great money. Literally a growing industry. Yes, she's in the medical marijuana industry, right, out in Colorado. She's got a great corporate job. She's got all the benefits, you know. She's really, really learned a lot. She's done a lot in research and development, and now she's in management. She really has done way better than some of her high school friends that are $50,000, $60,000 in debt now with a college education. Now, don't get me wrong. I went for a master's degree in my day, kind of, that was the thing to do. I think it's changing. I think certain types of careers will absolutely require degrees. You can't be a doctor, an engineer, an architect without a degree. But I think we have to start changing the idea of having a piece of paper, right? So you have organizations like Khan University, right, which offer audited classes at top-notch universities. You can get quite an education on your own. So I don't know where this is going to take us. It might be something like testing. It might be, okay, I don't care if you have a college degree, but let's test you and see if you have the knowledge that we require for this job. Because right now, we're in a very old paradigm, right? If you want this job, you have to have a degree. That person could be totally incompetent, but have a degree. Somebody else could be incredibly knowledgeable, not have a degree. I think things are changing. I think my my idea of what her future would be is actually different from what's happening now. Yeah. No, and I, I'm I'm investing in it. I'm betting on it. I 100% agree with you. I did a, uh, yeah, I think it was episode three solo show. My son might, you know, doesn't have to go to college unless he's going to be a doctor, nurse, engineer, something like that. If he's going to play operation, I want him to have that piece of paper. But if not, I mean, geez, think of the experiences that they can learn. Well, and plus, you know, they're saying now that we need to increase. Uh, so I, I listened recently to a podcast and the guest was Andrew Yang, the former presidential candidate, brilliant guy. And he was talking about how artificial intelligence is completely changing the workplace. That jobs that were common today, like truckers, radiologists, accountants, those jobs will be eliminated because they'll be replaced by AI. So. He said there are trades that depend on humans, and we need to be training more people in those trades. So it could be something like HVAC repair or plumbing or, I don't know, there's probably hundreds of them, but we need to be training people in those trades, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know, you know, if this directly relates to masterminds, but I'm sure in some ways it does because- peer groups that of people that can that are having the same issue and that can support each other in some way and encourage each other and help move each other forward. I mean, I, I think, I hope that that's just going to expand. No, I think it's just going to continue to grow. It's over a $50 billion a year industry. And it's just going to, the, the engine is just moving it forward. Yeah. 
COVID probably point out to more people that didn't realize it, you know, a, a glaring problem. Absolutely. But it's opportunity. We, we need to, and I, I know it is, it's, it's an opportunity. So, you know, talking about opportunities, when someone looks to invest in their future, they have a better than vague idea about what they're going to get, whether it's standard education, self-education, but when someone's working with you, they have a pretty good idea of what they're going to get out of it. What should people expect when they enter your reality? I help people with an expertise who really can make a difference in the world. I help them. What we say is 10 times your results, your income, your influence, and you know, really move forward in your business in a, in a bigger way than you could on your own. For some reason, I, I do help entrepreneurs in, in different industries, but I work a lot with people that have come out of corporate. And man, some of these people are brilliant. I'm like blown away by their brilliance. But they're struggling to get a business off the ground because they've never been an entrepreneur. They don't know how to, how to get leads. They don't know how to get clients. They don't know how to brand their business. And they struggle with how much should I charge and what should I offer and how should I package that? And, you know, who are the influencers that can bring clients into my business and how do I talk to them? So all these pieces that entrepreneurs need to become successful are what I and my team help them to accomplish. So usually after six months, they're really in a place where they're bringing business in the door and they know how to do it and they know how to get leads. The important criteria for me is that these people have said to me, when I was in corporate, I came up with some great ideas, but if it wasn't passed up the right chain or if I wasn't in favor or, you know, if, if it cost too much money or whatever it was, my idea got shot down or ignored. And I know it could have really made a difference. Now, if I go out on my own, I can go into companies and I can really help them in a big way and I can pay it forward. And I love that. You know, I love that. And I also just love to encourage, I've worked primarily with women over the years, although now it's more 50-50, but women entrepreneurs face specific and more daunting challenges, I think, than male entrepreneurs. And I love helping them break through what I call that inner glass ceiling. So masterminding is particularly effective and popular with women. Women thrive on relationships. And so to have a peer relationship that they can rely on, that they know is trustworthy, that's huge in helping them accelerate their level of success. So that's why I'm, I'm, I've always been big on the value of masterminds. Now, somebody just wa- some people just want to work one-on-one, but a lot of women say, you know what, I'd rather get together with a group of women once a month or twice a month and hear what they have to say and learn from them and then share what I'm doing, what I'm struggling with and have them give me their input. It's usually very loving support. You know, it's people really building up their confidence and giving them ideas they wouldn't have thought of. Yeah. that And that's the thing. Again, it goes back to utilizing other people's experiences and, and gaining from their knowledge the willingness yes. to have that, again, abundance mindset that like someone's not going to steal it. And, and the rooms that you're putting together are able to, you know, help create that positive action out of, you know, whomever it is, whether they're corporate America, they already have their own entrepreneurial journey, whatever that is. That's, that's amazing. You know, I have a feeling that people have a way of surprising us due to their 
their their drive, their willingness to learn. The rooms that you put together, whether it's masterminds or coaching, are pretty hand selected. Has anyone been to an uh, to an event or a mastermind that you've put together that has surprised you with what they were able to accomplish? And what was the outcome because of that mastermind or room that you put together? I know you already gave us a success story, but is there another one that you could give us? Yeah, you know, I think that how well you succeed in a mastermind depends a lot on mindset, which is an overused word, but it really is crucial. You know, we've been taught as a society to be victims. And we see that a lot right now. People feel like they're a victim. They feel powerless. And when you come in with that mindset... Every time something doesn't work out, it's easy to blame somebody else or blame a circumstance. When people come in with drive, like they really want to succeed and people think money's the motivator. Sometimes it is, but it's not always money. You know, it's not always money's a great motivator, but it's not the only motivator. So the people that succeed, they come in with a really great mindset. Part of my job facilitating a mastermind is to help people break through roadblocks that are holding them back. With women, a lot of women have issues around money, right? There's a discomfort around asking for a sale. There's discomfort around making a lot of money. Like, do I deserve that? Or, you know, were you brought up to think money was evil? Or were you brought up to think, you know, and all it is is energy. It's an energy exchange, right? I offer you something of value. You give me money. The male masterminds, I've been part of one or two <laughs> that where I was the only woman, this was some years ago, very much more goal-driven, money-driven, right? So this is how much money I'm going to make. This is what I'm going to do this month. And they don't dare come back the next month having not done it, right? Um, so for women, it's, it's the, the issues are a little different. But I'm telling you that the women that really succeed in a mastermind on a big in a big way come into that mastermind with a positive mindset, having worked through a lot of their personal issues, which we all have, and with specific goals. Like, so if I say to somebody, I want you to develop a 90-day plan over the next month, 20 or 30% will come back with that completed. And the other ones will have it partially completed or have an excuse for why it's not completed. Well, why is that? The people that come back with it completed are totally dedicated to getting every ounce of value out of that mastermind that they can possibly get. If you go into a mastermind with that attitude, I'm not just here to hang out with some friends for an hour or two and, you know, get some ideas. I'm here to get every ounce of value I can out of this and use it to accomplish my goals. So it's really, it's all mindset. Yeah. And and, and you're right. Yeah. Everyone sits there and says, hey, it's mindset, mindset. Is it overused? Maybe, but the reality is that the reason why it's used so often is because it's so true. Your mindset will get you up and get you where you need to go in the morning. Your mindset will create action, which then creates inspiration. Inspiration's not going to come from your, you know, inspiration's not just going to happen. You have to take action to get that inspiration. And that's what the people in the rooms that you're putting together get is actionable items, which is, which is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, everybody says mindset, like you can just, well, I'll just like a little switch, you know, I'll just change my mindset. Over the years, I've done a lot of deep work with a lot of women on mindset. And we, you know, I have an eight week series I'm rolling out very soon about manifesting your success. And it's about using a process of meditation, visualization, and action to completely change the results you're getting 
and I've seen it work miracles in my life. It's really about developing a deep sense of self-awareness and understanding that your thoughts may not be what's really going on, you know, and being able to do a little bit more control over what you're thinking. Because when you keep thinking, this is impossible, this is too difficult, I'll never make a lot of money. I don't deserve that money. Everybody else is pushing me down. My family doesn't believe in me. I mean, you know, these thought tracks we get. And if if you can't become aware of those and dismiss those as something you do not need in your life, then you continue down the same path that you're not happy with. And so, you you know, for a lot of entrepreneurs, it's a self-growth program. I say other than parenting, it's the best self-growth program in the world. Yeah, parenting is a whole different story. We can say for a whole <laughs> for someone else's podcast, but that is a, that is definitely a self growth one. So, you know, the, talking about success, I think there's a lot of things. Uh, the solo shows that that I've got, it's about the you know the, the pillars of success, and I think to me there are there are three pillars, but inside those, uh, there's several different things. What creates success or helps you be successful? Mentorship, experimentation, partnership, willingness to fail. And then willingness to succeed uh, with the sensitivity of social media and how we view things today, I think we're afraid to talk about our successes. What do you think that it takes to get over that hump when, when you're fearful of being successful and, and sharing your successes? I think it's something we learn, you know? Like, I've run into a lot of women over the years who were just so darn smart and had so much potential, but... Their family was just writing them all the time about how they really should go get a job. Like it was a stupid idea to be out there on their own and they're never going to make enough money. Maybe their spouse didn't even support them. You know, their spouse maybe had a government job or something very secure and just got upset every time that their their wife would spend money trying to grow her business. And, you know, when the people you love and care about don't support you, that's really difficult, you know. So how do you get past that? I mean, that's where the, again, back to the mindset work. A lot of women, for example, are just like what you said. They're afraid to talk about what they do and what they accomplish on social media. I'm not comfortable with that. Well, how are people going to know how successful you are and that you can help them if you don't talk about it? If you don't say, you know, I worked with this person and this is what I accomplished. You know, I helped this person build a multiple six-figure business which for us is a fairly common thing, something we do, right? So when you don't say that, then nobody knows about it. And then you can't help the people you want to help, you know? And look, Brandon, when people come out of corporate, they've never sold a thing in their lives. So now they're on the phone or they're on a video call with a corporate executive and they're saying, look, I can get you the results that you want. We just discussed this. Here's what you said you want. We can do this for you. There's discomfort around that, right? And it's the same thing, you know, if you got to get in on LinkedIn and post videos talking, sharing your expertise, showing people exactly what to do if they have a certain problem, telling them about the success you've achieved, you've got to be comfortable with that. What about if you're going for a job interview? Are you going to sit there and say, well, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm not that good. I don't know if I'm good at that. You can't do that or you're not going to get the job. Yeah. If you're willing to talk, if you're willing to promote and be braggadocious about yourself in a job interview, what's the difference between that and letting other people know your successes? They might need that. They might not realize, like you said, that you are a badass ninja in the field of what you do and that they could use your help as well. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I think there's a difference between bragging and sharing educational information. Right. You know, you know, I'm not big on bragging. I'm big on service. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking to somebody and you know that you can be of service to them and you can make some small change in their life, then you've got to tell them, look, I know how to do this. I know how to help you. Here's proof of that. That's different than bragging and having a big ego. Right. Yeah. And much better. You worded much better. And it is, it's, you, you can be kind and gentle about how you approach it. Just letting people know what your specialty is without coming across as braggadocious. Yeah, absolutely. So as, as we get closer to the end here, I feel that there's always new ideas brewing in times of prosperity. It's like really easy to be successful when things are going well for everybody. But I think in, in innovation and ingenuity come out in times when we feel the squeeze, what we're feeling now. I mean, your, your, your travel couple that uh, was able to shift. What are you working on right now that's going to take place over the next 12 months that excites you? Well, to be honest with you, I'm at a very different place in my business. I, you know, I'm at a point, like I said, where I could retire tomorrow, but I love what I do. So I've cut back to part-time, you know, so I can still have fun, but I'm still working like 25 hours a week, right? So for me, my business has not taken even the slightest hit. In fact, if anything, there's more people searching for a way to do work that is very self-satisfying and really allows them to use their brilliance. So for me, I'm just a little bit more careful about what clients I take on because because I only want to work so many hours. And so I take on the clients that I think are the best fit, right? So it's a little bit different. But in terms of other businesses that are really in growth mode, you've got to look at future trends. This situation has changed industries and those changes are not going away. For example, look at the commercial real estate industry right now. Do you think every company is going to go back to some huge office space when they've now found that their workers are at least as as productive or more productive at home? No, they're not going to do that. So certain industries, so if you look at your business and you say, what are my customers really going to need and want in the next six to 12 months, and you shift your business to fit those needs, you'll be in great shape. But if you just keep pushing what you've always done, even though there's not as much of a need for it, if you keep trying to sell newspapers right now, you know, you're going to really struggle. Yeah. So uh, quite honestly, I got to tell you, Brandon, there have been times in my business where things just completely changed and I had to shift. There was a point at which there were thousands and thousands, thousands of people on my mailing list and we sold all of our services through email, right? We did these massive email campaigns. And that just kind of started to drift away because people got tired of opening emails. You probably know this, right? Email open rates dropped. We had to shift completely. What do, how do people want to be contacted now? What are they looking for that they didn't have before? And so I've been through that a number of times. You know, I owned a restaurant in New York at one point and we had to make a complete shift. I mean, so this happens in everyone's business. So I'm saying if you're struggling right now, look at what you're offering Look at what people that your clients or your customers are going to want in the next six to 12 months and shift to offering them that. Yeah. What do they want and where do they want to meet you? More importantly, that's what I got out of what you said with the email part. They might've wanted what you had to offer, but you realize they don't want to meet you in email anymore. They want to meet you here or here, whatever that is. And you have to be, you have to be nimble and you have to be, you can be flexible, but you don't have to break. That's it. That's it. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So 
One last thing. What's a tip, a tactic, an actual item that if someone listening to this implemented this over the next 30, 60, 90 days, they would see real results by something you could leave them? Well, you know, I, I bet you have listeners in all kinds of positions, right? So you probably, you might have some corporate listeners, you might have some entrepreneurs, some are already successful, some are just starting out, right? Would I be right about that? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would say, going back to what I said before, take a breath, take a half a day and really look at what's going on in here. You know, write down what are the problem areas I'm having in my career right now or my business? Business problems are always well-disguised personal problems. And start being super truthful with yourself about what's going on inside of you that's manifesting as this problem. And if you need to get a trusted buddy to talk it through with, do it. And then make a plan to take actions that are scary to you, but that will get you to your goal, even though you're outside your comfort zone. And if you do that, the results will be amazing. Your problems that you keep facing again and again will start to fade away. And I've seen this happen again and again. Doesn't matter whether you're in a corporate job, you own your own business, whatever it is, this process works. Yeah. And I love that, that you left it in essence, become comfortable with getting uncomfortable. And it's, it's yes. so true. Comfort kills. Janice, I just want to say, I appreciate the time that you spent with us today all the juicy nuggets that you left. I'm looking forward to listening to this later on this evening as we always do in our household. We've got the founder of 10X Zone. Her information will be in the show notes below and the blog that we write. We've got Janice Pettit. Janice, thank you for spending time with us today. You are certainly welcome. Thank you for listening to The Mastermind Effect, your secret weapon for personal development. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to share with a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe through your favorite podcast host so you won't miss a single episode. You're one step closer to experiencing the Mastermind Effect.